Hey, this is Jax Dane. You are listening to Live and In Color with my man, Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and In Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Live and in color, bum rush your mother. What's up, guys? It's Wolfie D, and you know you're listening to Live and in color, Wolfie D, and my man Jimmy across the street. And uh, Jimmy, I am thawing out right now. Man, I heard about your recent debacle, brother. Yeah, dude. How is everybody doing? (laughs) We're good, man. We're good. It's not. Heck, I don't live in New York or anywhere up further than that. So yeah, it's been cold the past few nights. The heat went out. Uh, they fixed it this morning. Thank God we went two days without it because it was the weekend and and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And getting somebody out takes a minute, but right. we just man, we put space heaters in uh, each of our rooms and uh, cuddled up. And well, I don't know what the kids did, but uh, <laughs> me and Michelle just cuddled up, and it was good. It wasn't that bad. And she was ready. She, she was in panic mode when I. Because I, I, we didn't figure it out until after she went to work, like Saturday morning, and I called her. And first, I woke up, and usually I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I think me and you have talked about this. Like, I'm hot all the time, man. Like, I don't want oh, covers, dude. Yeah. You know, maybe a sheet's good. I like to have something just over me, but right, right. As far as the comforter and stuff, ugh, get it off me. Yeah, and I, no. woke up and, uh, I was like. Dang. And we had the fan on like usual, and I was like, oh, it's a little chilly up in this mug. So uh, I went downstairs, and, and I looked at the thermostat. And, you know, the heat rises. I'm that right. smart. Yeah. So I go downstairs, and it was like, whoa. And I went over to the thermostat, uh, 58 degrees. Okay. Is somebody turning the heat off? No. Okay. It's not working. So anyway. Oh, man. Yeah, called the landlord, all that kind of stuff, and so because it was the weekend, and you know, thank God, even even uh, today is a holiday when we're recording this, but uh, right. they came took care of me, man. So we're good now. I'm I'm cozy. Yeah, and that's something that's kind of weird when you because I know what you're talking about. Heat does rise. I know. Yeah. You know, we we have upstairs, and it's all nice, warm, and toasty. You wouldn't be able to tell, but yeah. And sometimes I'm bad to turn off the heat because yeah. I, I'm like you, dude. I overheat. I've got a weird issue that I'll I'll just feel like a blazing <laughs> inferno all at once. And I'm like, God, get this off me. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you only have one weird issue, or is it just that one? No, I have a million if we want to. Okay, all right. Just wanted to make sure. I'm just checking. Maybe we could do a top 10 Jimmy's weird issues. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody would listen, but we'll we'll do it. (laughs) But yeah, anyway. No, let's do a Ask Jimmy Anything About His Weird Issues episode. (laughs) Probably a lot of response, actually. All right, yeah. Let's. Where's the bottom of the list? All right, there it is. (laughs) And let me write it on the back of that page. Here we go. All right, cool. So we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll be we'll never do that one. Well, yeah, so I've been known to turn off the heat and forget yeah. about it. And I'm sure you probably were like, "Oh my god, did Jimmy come by and turn off the heat?" No. I'm, yeah, uh, I wondered if it was you, but then, you know, what I had a solution like uh I I put it on social media is that Jamie always has yes. heat and so I was inviting him to my house. Yeah. But he didn't 
he didn't uh, take on that so yeah i know it was so awesome when you posted that i was like dude that is so because that guy's the king of heat right i mean come on yeah he comes in your house it's gonna set a blaze <laughs> how would michelle and jamie interact if they were together on a weekend that she's high stressed <laughs> man i don't know i don't know how that would go down because I mean, <laughs> he's just you can't help but to laugh at him right you know right Especially he's amazing yeah you're not uh like super cool with him at first it's like all funny and stuff but then when sure. you know him for as long as i have sometimes <laughs> you know i want to punch him in the face and i have and i love him though i love him so much though i love him so much. of course you do yeah and, and that's no question you know what's funny punch me by the way, I'm not going to take nothing away from him. He's punched me, but I always punched him back. So Yeah. You know what's funny? And I'm not, this is a weird segue here, but speaking of Jamie, I've got something that I need the listeners to help me out with. I have jury duty <laughs> coming what? up. I know, bro. I've been summoned for grand jury duty. You said summons. That's like a big word. I yeah. Mean, that's it's like, if yeah. you're summoned for something, you can be invited or you can be you know, asked over, but summoned? Yeah. Summoned? Yeah. I've been crap, summoned. And, it, dude, it's different than a trial jury. And mm. I have to go like once a month for, and it's like a few days every month. It's like a yeah. week almost, they're saying. But here's what the definition is. But I want the listeners to go in our socials after they hear this episode and tell us all about jury duty and grand jury duty <laughs> specifically. So here's the definition. A grand right. jury is a group of people who have the power to determine whether or not there is enough evidence to charge someone with a crime. And mm. so basically the trial jury, they go in the courtroom, listen to the deal, blah, 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 mm. that kind of thing. The grand jury is kind of like what I understand is behind the deal. So they're like, okay, does this gun actually place this person at the crime or whatever? You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It, it sounds kind of so fun. You, but You're kind of like uh, – I don't know. As far as a jury person, you're uh, what C CSI or some shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm, don't I'm laugh. Don't laugh. Come on. I mean, I, yeah, maybe. I, I guess as far as the jury <laughs> part of it. Yeah. I'm CSI. But I you know it. what? That's so cool because I don't know about you, but I'm a, a crime documentary dateline junkie. I think yeah. you know that. Yeah, um, yeah, I do. I do. And, I, I would love to sit on one of those things, man. I really would. But the one, the way you're saying it is you're just like, okay, can this come into play or not? And that's kind of right. cool too. But at the same time, you're not going to get to listen to the testimonies, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 less attractive to me. In, in fact, mm. this one is kind of seems like a nuisance, but whatever. I'm sure it's important in the justice system and all yeah. that. You know, yeah. but, but I don't know. It's a little less appealing to me, but the good news is, is it's a limited time. So I'm not going to be there for six months. If the and, trial goes and on, you don't know, you don't know what kind of case this is, right? No, not at all. And it may be ma many different ones. It could know? be something good, man. It could be, dude. And don't think I won't report on it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, just, I've been a follower. Well, we don't live in Idaho or Pennsylvania, but I've been watching that, man. Like, yeah, hard. it'd crazy. be cool to sit on. And I, man, that's no disrespect to any family or anything about that's cool, but right, just being on something like that, just a case like that, I, right? I'd love yeah, yeah, to yeah. hear that. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, someone that is not on jury duty 
is our next yeah. guest. Tell them all about it, man. Well, you know what? Me and this dude, we haven't met before. We've talked on social media and very respectful and very cool. And I, I, I looked up all his stuff, man. This guy's got some credentials, right? He is legit. He's a longtime NWA member. He carried the 10 pounds of gold for 14 months. I mean, yeah. he's he's no stranger. He's wrestled in Japan. Yeah. From New Japan. You know, this dude has done it. So, you know, yeah. you and he actually would have had some great matches, by the way. I, I really Well, feel- I appreciate the fact that you think me getting beat up by, you know, big old guys <laughs> working Japan and they're stiff. I mean, if I can have a good match with that, I mean, I'll, I'll be okay with it. But yeah, you, you I, I think he's one of those guys that I'd be like, God damn. Kid, don't hurt <laughs> me. Hey, bro. <laughs> yeah. How is it, Ricky says it? All right, now let's just don't hurt me. <laughs> yeah, don't hurt me, man. I swear. How about this? We'll be right back after the <laughs> messages. <laughs> hey, folks. To get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live It In Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right, folks, I told you we were going to have a cool guest, man, that uh, someone that I do not know personally. I've never been in the ring with him, but, man, for some reason, I feel like I would love to have been in the ring with him. Very good worker. And uh, just seems like a student of the game and like a good guy, man. What's up, Jax? How you doing? Man, I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys today? Doing good, I'm man. doing great. Yeah. Wonderful. Man, glad that we could have you on here. You've done a lot in the business, man, with New Japan, all that kind of stuff. And that's one thing that, you know, what's funny is people, like, ask me, you know, through my career and stuff, I didn't get to go to Japan. And they're like, what? <laughs> you know, as much as me and Jamie did and stuff, it just didn't happen. And and I'm envious of you guys that did, man. So tell me about some of that. Well, for for me, the trip to Japan, man, was more more just right place, right time, uh, attached to the right person. At that time, I was tagging with and and spending a lot of time with with Rob Conway. I know you're familiar with Rob. You know, what people don't know about my time in Japan, I've said this a couple times, is my first match in Japan was probably about my 30th match in, in my wrestling career. Wow. So, yeah, man. So to be thrust into that with, you know, my first match over there, if I remember right, was, was Lance Hoyt and Davey Boy Smith Jr., Tenzan Kojima, and me and Rob. And at that yeah. point, like I said, I only had about 30 matches, man, so... As as much as I enjoyed my time in Japan and, and learned so much from Kojima and Tenzin and, and that group of guys, uh, yeah. man, it was high anxiety, high stress for me because I, to, just to be blatantly honest on how the business works, I'm not sure I'd earned my stripes well enough to be in that position. Really? But, um, sometimes we, we end and up. And you recognize and, that and you kind of, you kind of call that out. You kind of recognize that. Yeah, man. I mean. At the at that time, did I know that? Maybe not. But you know, <laughs> ten years later, I'm a lot wiser. 
you you realize yeah. what a special um, opportunity that was given to you yeah. by cool. by a good group of people. So, you know, um, if if I were to go to Japan now, it would be a lot different experience for me because I would be able to actually enjoy and embrace the experience more than just mm-hmm. being like, holy shit, a deer in headlights. But, um, you know, thank you for what it's worth. <laughs> Try to get better and, and do better and be better. Uh, you're so a, you're a be big thankful. deer though, man. With the, the I mean, <laughs> if I my car come across you, uh, you was just a, a deer in the headlights. Uh, you're a pretty big one. So we well, let's, let's say a moose in headlights. Fuck my car up, probably kill me or something. You <laughs> sent me a message. You sent me a message. You said you wanted to work with me, and then I started looking you up, and I was like, I don't know if I want to work in. <laughs> uh, man, it's like walk in the park, brother. Walk in the park. As as my man Tracy's mother used to say, we'll start slow and taper off. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. what we always do, man. We yeah. we fill the crowd out. Do you feel because you're still you're still in the game? Do you feel these guys, man, this you know, obvious lead in question? What's going on now, man? Well, the you know, 98% of um, uh, what I'm doing now is, is tied with the NWA and Billy Corgan and right. that group. And when you look right. at that roster, man, that's a great spot for me because you've got Trevor Murdoch, you had a guy like Nick Aldis, you had um, Aaron Stevens is there, the Pope is there. A lot of guys that, that quite frankly came through OVW around the same time I did Learned that yeah. style of wrestling, the storytelling, the Rip Rogers, the Dr. Tom Pritchard, the right, Bobby but when you Eaton, say that, Morgan. oh, let's 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 hold up right there. Let's hold up right there. I think this is a great spot where we can talk about something really cool. When you say the Rip Rogers, the Tom Pritchard style of wrestling, what does that mean? Uh, working. <laughs> exactly. Just, just, exactly. Just working, man. Bro, I mean, exactly. It, I mean, I don't want to, you know, it's uh, how far back do we pull the curtain? I mean, you know, the problem with wrestling today is everybody thinks they're they're so smart about what goes on, and you know, right, right, frankly, right. when when I was a when I was a fan as a kid, yes, never would never was I worried about who was booked to lose to who or when to right. who or right. you Amen. know or or yeah. or so and so's getting pushed and so and so's not getting pushed. I mean, it's just turned into nobody's enjoying the art of wrestling anymore as much as people are are trying to to armchair book what should be going on in wrestling for me i like to to pull back all of that and just watch and enjoy the stories that are being told in the ring and trying to embrace the message rather than saying hey this guy shouldn't be in that spot or why is this guy not getting pushed or and that's what it's turned into more fantasy type booking fans than just fans that are out there really trying to just dig into to what's trying to be told. I mean, there's some, if we talk yeah, about, do you think, then, I mean, think about this, think about this. All right. So basically wrestling is just, it's movies, man. It's movies. The actors that uh, are in Hollywood are putting on these shows, and so do we. Ours is live action. I think that's the only difference. So what makes it different, man? Well, like, what do you mean, what makes it different? What makes it different from Hollywood, or what makes it different No, what the, what, how people look at it. I, yeah. you, you know, I don't know. I think, I think 
oh, I'm going to get burned for saying this. Social media, <laughs> social media has made the wrestler so attainable in a search for followers and fame that the fans actually feel like they're equal to the stars. Exactly. And don't you don't have that in Hollywood. Jimmy, Jimmy, the guys that are in the movies are touchable. Jimmy, Jimmy across the street, get him on my thing about there's no stars left. Yeah, because he says, like, if you go to, you know, you think about like Michael Jackson, Bruce Springsteen, Madonna, you know, Eddie Dolly Parton, Willie Nelson. You think about the 80s and and the 90s when we were all growing up, you had like these, these quintessential, almost like caricature stars. And now they're just guys in sweatpants. And, And sweatpants are great, but I'm just saying there's no stars anymore because they don't really even seem to want to be stars anymore well i think the climb is different i I think the climb to to success is so much different now right than it was then and not better or worse but but when we were kids or you wouldn't know anything about the movie star's personal life sure a a wrestler that that debuted a wrestler that debuted on WCW in the 90s or WWF in our time, you didn't know anything about their backstory other than what was presented to you by the people exactly. selling the product. Exactly. So now, do you think, this is what I'm asking, do you think that, and, and I know you do, social media just fucked everything up. I think everybody agrees with that. But... How much can you get on there? Because there is still, to this day, there's a few people that can remain those superstars. Dolly Parton is still a superstar. You don't see her on tabloids or on Twitter or whatever. I wish the wrestlers would stop doing the social media kind of like interviews, promos. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yes, no, yeah. I agree with I agree with that some, and then and then part of it is that that's what our business has sort of morphed into. So to get the followers and get the success and get those these kids that they need to do yeah. that. Yeah. However, however, if you think of the top stars in our business right now, right, um, that are drawing huge dollars and making huge money, they're not very accessible on social media. Right. I don't think you can find, I mean, very rare. At, we're at the point where if you get to see a back, a backstage shot of Brock Lesnar, we think it's a pretty cool deal. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Right? Yeah. Brock Absolutely. Is still a star. Don't really, I mean, you know some stuff about him that you didn't know before, but you don't see his, his life played out on social media. So that's right. what makes him an enigma. That's why he could go from WWE to UFC, back to WWE, back to UFC, because he was an enigma. People want to know about him, and there's only a handful of places you can see him, either in the ring or the octagon. Yeah. It's not the same for, for a lot of other stars or, or wrestlers, and, and, and I include myself in that. I mean, if you look at my social media, you see my wife, you see my kid, you see my car, you see my house, you see my dad's farm, you see behind the curtain of Jack's name. Yeah. That probably... It's it's good on a local level, but on a national level, it's probably not that big a deal. Yeah. I mean, that that, yeah, that brings but, up a great point, and I'm going to ask it real quick, Wolfie, and I want to ask you both yeah. this. So, how can let's just say that you are Jax's manager, Wolfie D. Let's just uh, play in the play I've in never the role. Been a 
No, but what I mean is you're like his agent. Let's just say that. Okay, so how can someone like a Jax Dane, who, if you put him in the ring with Brock Lesnar, would absolutely stand up in size, in look, in everything? How can a Jax Dane achieve that to where he doesn't have to do that versus someone who's not? I mean, because Jax is still on the come up, but at the same time, he's kind of been there for a minute. How can a Jax Dane achieve achieve that status versus someone who's already there and still trying to achieve that status. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, somebody's got to get in the push, Jimmy. I mean, that's that's the honest answer. It's it's called catching lightning in a bottle, fellas. And and there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There is, there are several stars in our business that never got the big stage. Absolutely. And, and you I know a, I know a hundred people, man, in my day. Let me tell you, I know a hundred fucking people that are way more talented than some of the people that have made the big money. But it's it's really not about you know, because people go, Oh, he was so good in the ring and blah 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 blah, but he didn't have that X factor. It's yeah, the X Factor. It, 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 it's timing too. I mean, it, it's and time timing, and dance yes. and, and timing. And it's a, a lot of hard work, man. There's no, there's no secret to why Bobby Lashley's been a major star for 15 years because right, he works yeah. his ass off in right. every facet of life. He's a great example uh, of that, actually. Yeah. And, and you know, Bobby was lightning in a bottle, and right. he's been lightning in a bottle for 15 years because he's he's worked his ass off to keep it. I yeah. mean, if you think of a kid, I mean, a prime example of this right now is is because of AEW, the world is being exposed to Ricky Starks. I don't right. know if you guys are familiar oh, with yeah. Ricky yet. Totally. He's yeah. been a star for a long time. It's just crafting and perfecting and getting better at what you do so that when you get your opportunity, if you get your opportunity on the main stage, you don't shit the bed and you become the star you're supposed to be. Ricky right. Clark's a prime example of that. He's been yeah. preparing for 10, 12 years. And it, it's the old cliche saying, right? It, it, you, you work 20 years to become an overnight star. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and it could happen to anybody that prepares and the time and opportunity presents itself. But yeah. you've got to be ready when it presents itself. Very cool. Very cool explanation. Jax, who's the coolest person you ever been in the ring with? Best worker, you would say. Oh, best worker, Rob Conway, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's Rob Conway. But uh, we've I been mean, doing that from, series. You're the, it's kind of funny with the OVW stuff. We talked to Doug Basham. Yeah. We talked to Flash. Yeah. And uh, now you and, you know, then me, I was there. So we, everybody's got an OVW relationship. The OVW New cool. Year right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, man. See, I was, I was so lucky to be attached to Rob's hip because he understands storytelling and do's and don'ts. Yeah. And, and you know, Possibly. when I was in Japan and I was attached to him, he, he did such a good job of making sure that as I was as successful as I could be with the experience that I had, because one, I would listen to what he'd tell me, but two, he would never put me in a situation that was out of my comfort zone either. Right. Um, That's awesome. 
you you're, you're very uh you you explain stuff good I, I i'm enjoying this interview very well well i mean you know you you have to you have to know what you are and that's in anything in life. And at that time, I mean, it was a paint by color and number for me and don't hurt anybody. And that was, that was, if I did that, I had a successful night. Um, so for me, the best wrestler I've ever been in the ring with Rob Conway, um, but he, I mean, he was your, he was your partner. Yeah. And mentor. And you've worked at this. I mean, you were, yeah, we okay. Yeah. yeah. Still, still the best person you've ever worked against though. Is that still him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I mean, you, you can throw Tenzon in there. You can throw Kojima in there. <laughs> I mean, really talented wrestlers, man. I, I mean, who was the first I one? Okada, Tenzon. I Damn. So, I mean, <laughs> you mean, we, we can go down the list. I wrestled Naito. I wrestled, um, Andrade, uh, I mean, you, you, uh, yeah. when I was on the tour in Japan, I wrestled AJ Styles. So, but for right, me, right. for, for someone that, that I can have a great match with that I really enjoy as far as personality outside the ring, mm-hmm. teaching me, helping me, Rob Conway is my guy and he'll always be my guy. Yeah. Yeah. There are more successful guys in wrestling that I've wrestled than him. Yes. Are there guys in the ring that, that maybe skill set are better than him? Probably. But for me, my guy is right. No, no, I get what you mean, man. I love I love this. This is my type of discussion, man, seriously. Because I know what you mean, man. I've been dude, I I was married to Danny Davis, the, the OVW originator, you know what I mean? And it helped all those guys. And I know that like Yes, I was trained by Gypsy Joe, but Danny Davis showed me how to work. You know what I mean? Right on. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're gonna wanna call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. So let me ask you a quick. I mean, here's the thing. You were kind of a guy that's that's actually been in both sides of this whole deal. So basically where I met you was NWA Saw. It's the same place I met Wolfie D. And, you know, we had a really cool bunch of dudes back there, hardworking, really cool. You know, it was a great show for what it was and the money that they had. The one thing about that is when they took up with the NWA. And so obviously you had a very large presence in the Bruce Tharp 
NWA, and and we're not. I'm not talking shit about anybody. This is not a shit talking show, right? At the moment, Wolfie D hasn't started yet, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> NWA at the time was Bruce Tharp, but in the last, it was kind of in the last gasp of what people thought would be the NWA. And then obviously, Billy Corgan has not only applied CPR to it, he has breathed new life into it, where it is actually a little bit like it used to be, but it's got a whole lot of cool things in the future now, too. Talk about that journey from where you thought NWA may be just dead to now Billy's got it and it's actually a viable promotion again. Well, that's a that's a, a tough one because a lot of people feel as if the NWA was was dead and dying and and part of me can see where that would come from. However, in the past, let's say 10 years, what was the biggest crowd that the NWA world title was defended in front of? Can you I mean, tell me that? The Tokyo Dome? Exactly. And that was yeah. Bruce Tark. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he did some really good Thank things you, for me. He did some really good things for me personally. He did some really good things for Rob Conway and, and Chase um, Chase uh, Owens. Yeah. So, you know. Tim Storm, guys, Jason Kincaid, some that, great dudes, man. Great workers. That, yeah, they benefited from that regime. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. As far as the national promotion, it continued to dwindle. They, you, you can't deny that. Uh, however, Rob Conway did it, defend the world title or, or pass the world title to Kojima, Wrestle Kingdom 9, I think. Yeah. Um, so, huge crowd, huge exposure. Um, so, there were some really good things that came out of the Bruce Stark era. Will they measure up? to what Billy Corgan has done or been able to do or will continue to do? Probably not because of the, the visibility that, that Billy has put back on the NWA, um, yeah. you, you know, with a, with a fantastic locker room. Um, so to be on both sides of that coin, it was really cool for me as a, um, uh, let's call it what it is, like a Bruce Stark guy in that old NWA regime sure. to find yeah. some real serious success along with Tim Storm in the Billy Corgan regime, right? Yeah, to be absolutely. able to transition yeah. from old ownership to new ownership and, and to find success over there. So, yeah. it, you know, for me, it was a little bit of validation that, hey, I could have done it for, for both owners, both companies, right? Totally. So, and I'm yeah. not done there. I mean, I'm I've got some pretty big plans for the NWA, me personally, uh, awesome. before it's yeah. all said and done. So, but but you're right. Uh, the new ownership gives us a lot more visibility, a lot more cool ideas, a lot more funding, which is super important in 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 building a wrestling product. And quite frankly, the once you get past the the top four or five or six guys that worked for the majority of the old NWA, the locker room in the new NWA is is substantially more stacked you've got cardona you've got pope i mean you can go down the list of aaron stevens jtg trevor murdoch yeah. i mean those guys are just fantastic at what they do tyrus so i mean you 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 have to you have to understand that the ingredients that you're you're cooking the cake with is a little better than the ingredients yeah. you were cooking the cake with before yeah and, that's a good point and yeah. do you not you got ricky morton down there now right man which is a godsend that dude if there ever was a wrestling Jesus, I think it's Ricky Morton. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, and Kerry. I mean, Kerry's finding great success. Homicide is there. 
I mean, who would have thought NWA would be a home for homicide and doing great things, right? Totally. Um, He's had a resurrection with that, too. And and quite frankly, to give D a little bit of credit, he he did a really good job of of helping me find who I am now. And I'll always be grateful for him for that. Yeah. Well, in, in my earlier conversation, please don't take it that I was dogging Bruce Tharp no, or, not, no, you know, no, yeah, because I worked for that company for a little bit too, not on your level, but, but I mean, if you, the words you brought up there, Tim Storm, Chase Owens, you know, Jax Dane, Rob Conway, y'all were like the four horsemen of the NWA at that point, you know, you guys and Jason Kincaid too. I don't want to take anything away from him. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I think, yeah. Honestly, Jason Kincaid was in my little uh, group at TCW, the Missouri-based, what's the kid's name? Uh, Riviera. Yes, Matt Riviera that ran that or whatever. And and that had such potential. But anyway, Kincaid's great, man. Kincaid's great. But I'll tell you, man, this is just funny because I thought of this a minute ago while you were talking. Tim Storm. That motherfucker's Jack, dude. He's he's probably, I think he's a little older than me. I don't know. But that motherfucker's Jack. I'm going to tell you how jacked he is, Jimmy. And Dax, think about this. All right. So it was TV, whatever. And I'm dropping an elbow off the top rope via <laughs> Macho Man because I love him. And that's the only reason I used to do that move. And that big motherfucker, when I hit him, it fucking either bruised or cracked my rib. I don't know. It was that <laughs> I jumped so high and I landed so hard on this piece of concrete that was Tim Storm. It was like fuck, fuck my fucking ribs up so bad. He's super underrated. Tim is fantastic. We've been attached to each other for quite some time. Uh, from my time in Texas and in the NWA to now, man, I, I really think the world of Tim Storm. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm really happy to see him find such success transitioning from a wrestler into commentary. I mean, his Dude. commentary is, is, yeah. is fantastic. And, and I think at some point, by no means is he done wrestling, but I think as we tend start to get a little bit older, we start thinking, man, how can we stay in this business and continue to entertain and be yeah. effective, and man, Tim Storm has found his his calling outside of actually in ring work because his commentary is fantastic. It is, and the funny thing was is I've seen him go from a match and sweat his ass off. You know it's hot, yeah. and then he gets in a full <laughs> three-piece suit and sits down and does excellent commentary without skipping a beat. My suit would be soaked through if I had just worked a match like he did, and he looks right. cool, calm, and collected. I don't know how he does it, but he's one of those guys that I feel like he's almost, if he would have been like 10 years before, he would have probably been you know holding the 10 pounds of gold, you know, during the Crockett years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel he, like he, he's definitely a throwback, man. That's for sure. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I meant. So talk about this, though. So the one of the one of the recent you recently said that you, you know, when you worked with Rob in, in New Japan, you had had like 30 matches at that time. Well, before that, some of those matches included guys like Lance Hoyt and Scott Steiner. Tell me a little yeah. bit about working Steiner. <laughs> oh, man, it was, it, Steiner was great, man. But you see, when the, the way I was trained was if you're not wrestling an equal uh, yeah. and, and and by no means was I wrestling an equal with Scott Steiner, 
<laughs> you just shut up and listen, man. You just do exactly what you're told and everything will go great. Well, physically and athletically, I'm as talented as just about anybody that's six four and three hundred pounds that you'll find. Sure. Um, I played yeah. college basketball and a little bit of basketball after college and so athletically I'm I'm good. I mean, I mean I can do it. You just gotta tell me what you want, especially at that point. So with Hoy and Steiner and some of those guys, Schnitzky was another one that that I wrestled. Charlie Haas was another one. You just shut up and listen and you do exactly what they ask you to do to the best of your ability and things will go fine. If you yes. try and to do you what, think, what do you think? Let me interrupt for just two seconds okay. because this is a huge point on the shows and 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 just the nature of society and wrestling, I think. Do they still listen? You listen. Do they still listen? Me personally, in my 15 years, 12 years, 15 years, I've never experienced someone not listening that, oh, okay. that should that should have been listening, right? Uh, yeah, I've never yeah. I've never had to deal with that. That's now, good. Maybe it's approach. <laughs> maybe it's my size. Yeah. But this yeah. Time, hey. You, yeah. I probably. Yeah. I don't know. I've been in for a while. I might not ask you. You know what the fuck? I might just. Go out the back door if you want to fuck with me. Or now, but <laughs> I, I think I think it's like any. I, I mean, wrestling is like any job, man. Any sport, you're gonna have employees that listen, and you're gonna have employees and players that don't listen. True guys, story. True story. Yeah. The guys that listen in in life. I think it's more. I think it's more experience. society now. I think it's more society. Yeah. Nobody listens anymore, and so I think it's just you know we act like the wrestling business has changed. No, it's the world that has changed. Well, right? yeah, that's, 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 that's over that's into our other, business. <laughs> that's yeah. a whole other. That's a whole other show. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, I think also, what has changed, and again, this is probably get me a little steam, but I'll, it, it needs to be said is before you didn't have a bunch of people that didn't know if you were good or not telling you you were good or great. Mm. Now you have a bunch of people that don't know if you're good or great. Oh, you yes. You're good. You're great. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're said that a thousand times on here. Absolutely. You know, when, when I teach clinics, one of the main things I try to push, especially to the younger kids is, Hey man, get you a network of, three to five veterans that have had success, have had major success, endear yourself to them yeah. and listen to what they tell you and shut out everybody else's opinion because everybody else's opinion doesn't matter. Find a handful of guys that care about you and have had some success and listen to what they tell you to get better at. Listen to, yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. Know, for me, it was Dr. Tom. It was Rob Conway. Um, it was Lance Hoyt, uh, these guys that really were, were helping me invest in myself versus, I mean, it's the, it's the old cliche. You come to the back and everybody's, Hey man, that was great. When realistically it, it probably wasn't very great. If you were <laughs> yeah. 200 people, you, you right. would be somewhere. So it's, it's important for, I for the younger. I, I see stuff on there and I'm like. You know, because really the only wrestling that I really watch, Jimmy knows this, the, the listeners know this, 
I mean, it's something I say on Facebook or whatever, but some of this, they're like, this is so good. And I'm like, it's so not. <laughs> well, I, yeah. Like sometimes I'll see a clip and I'll think, man, why would you post that? That yeah. is terrible. Huh. Um, yeah. And then sometimes I'll see a clip and I think, man, that's fantastic. That's outstanding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Know, I just, just came up with this idea. Another one time, man, uh, what was that, Jimmy? I had Goldie on here and I was like, all right, I'm eating a cereal, and I made them play a game where uh, I was eating a cereal, and they had to guess what cereal it was. And but did Goldie win, Jimmy? Yeah, you don't <laughs> nobody, remember? Nobody really won, but <laughs> Goldie oh, won. Oh yeah. my god! I don't like you. I swear to god, I don't. <laughs> All right, but anyway, I was just gonna play this other game of I want to hear what Jacks and I want to hear what Jimmy says critique me we were talking about wrestling and stuff like that critique me what okay. do i suck at or what what am i good at that, that yeah that's cool this would be a fun segment i think the people like this okay so what were we critiquing as far as not just yeah my work Fuck. oh man <sighs> jacks man i am not good enough or accomplished enough to critique anyone. <laughs> That's very no, smart. I'm talking about like anything you've seen of me or whatever that you thought, okay, they don't do that good, but they do do that good or he or whatever. Yeah. Jax. Uh, Jax is not. For, yeah. For me, Wolfie, it was, I never really watched your wrestling as much as I watched your character. Cool. Your character work in the ring was just so much better than your wrestling, and I don't mean that as a slight towards your wrestling, but yeah. the wrestling is the wrestling. The entertainment part is what I I enjoyed. Yeah, but that's the thing. I I think that that makes that perfect because I I think I was really good like at wrestling, but if that stood out to you more, because that's what I preach to the people that I uh, have trained or whatever. I said, it don't matter what you do, what moves you do. It's what you do in between. That's the best advice that I've ever gotten in wrestling. Number one is slow down. Yeah. If you think you're going too slow, slow down. And number two, it's what you do in between the moves that makes your money. Exactly. Exactly. And talk on the mic and you can drop a leg. You can do the people's elbow. Two moves that are like some of the most unimpactful, but they put what I call sauce on it. Yeah. Agreed. I would I would never ever be ever considered enough of any kind of knowledge to be able to critique you in the ring, brother. Seriously. You're <laughs> you're I mean, I'm telling you, I, I think you're great, but honestly, you know, we I would never feel like I could ever critique your your abilities in the ring because to me, I, I you're one of my favorite wrestlers. I've said that a million times. You know, Jax. I you know one thing, brother. I really appreciate you coming on. I know Jax. You got you got to go. You've got a conference call coming up real quick. But you know, why don't we do this? Why don't you put yourself over a little bit, Jax? Where can they find you online? And and what what do you got merch wise and stuff? Are they oh gonna... man, bad guys don't sell merch, my brother. Don't you know that? <laughs> That's part of the problem with the business. Bad guys want to sell merch. 
Yeah. <laughs> if I buy my merch, and if I did sell it, it'd be so expensive they couldn't afford it. I love uh, it. <laughs> I love it. You can find me on um, Facebook, Twitter, just Jack Dane. Just search it up. Uh, we got a big event coming up in Knoxville, uh, January 31st, NWA, filming at the Knoxville Civic Center up there. Um, I'd love to see you guys come over there and say hi. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Somebody asked me about that, actually. I'm, I'm, That's I'm cool. Three hours away, but. Who knows, Jax, buddy. Thank you uh, for coming on, man. Hey, Jimmy, I got a question. What's up? Once we let let Jax go, what's our next segment? Current Affairs. DJ, get the music. (laughs) It's a current affair. It's a current affair. All right, we are back with current affairs, and today, Wolfie D, I know this is always <laughs> your favorite topic. But Let's go, man. Yeah, man. I mean, recently, there was a rumor that Wolfie D showed up at a WWE live event in Corbin, Kentucky. Can you tell us anything about that? Were the rumors true? Well, man, let me tell you. If I, if I tell you, and obviously tell the listeners, whew, I'll be a serial killer because I'll have to kill everybody. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't expose what happened. Yeah. But all I did was, uh, for a Christmas present, man, that's what a good guy I am, I guess. Yeah. Uh, my stepson, Isaiah, uh, you know, is a, he's a huge wrestling fan. He totally. was, and so, totally. uh, I made a phone call, you know, our boy, uh, the road dog. Oh, you didn't know. Oh yeah. Uh, I said, Hey man, help me out, man. I said, I need a good Christmas present. And, uh, he loves everything about wrestling and, you know, WWE is his thing. Y'all are coming, uh, right up the road from me. He's like, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, he called in a favor for me and, uh, got Isaiah, uh, VIP tickets. Dope. And, he got to do the uh, VIP experience. Uh, he came home with so much stuff and autographs, and uh, it was cool, man. And then once I got there, Abyss was there, who I know from TNA and stuff, and he was the yeah. producer. He took yeah. good care of us, and uh, Isaiah met a lot of the guys that he just looks up to, and it was fun, man. It was fun, and I'll be honest with you, Jimmy, and to the listeners, the first time I have ever, ever sat in the, the the crowd you know we got first row seats or whatever but it's the first time i'd ever sat in the crowd since before i got in the business which would be like 33 years ago and i'm yeah. gonna tell you it was a it was a good show man it really was man because i wondered you know it's a sunday you know right. this is our show is everybody gonna work hard or what are they gonna do everybody on that card they worked hard man they really did and, and uh you know just as being one of the boys, I appreciated that. I appreciated that. I did see enough leg slaps to fucking last me a lifetime. But overall, it was it was a good card, and 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 the guys and the girls were good, man. Now I saw a picture. It looked like Doc Gallows recognized you and was like pointing you out. Is that true? 
Uh, well, Rod was sitting right next to me. Rod Higgs okay. was the okay. owner of Collar and Elbow, and he had his little boy, and okay. they're they're big buddies. But yes, I mean, we we also talked, and I swear there was a, he did something where he rolled out of the ring, and he reached up, and I thought he was trying to tag me. <laughs> it was kind of funny. They pushed the rail into me. I know they did it on purpose, but whatever. yeah. Yeah. Now, how was the work rate to you, man? Was it as top notch as I assume it was? No, like I said, like I said, I think for a house show and I mean, uh, Corbin is not a, you know, huge arena, uh, obviously a small spot show for the WWE. Yeah. uh, But it was, I mean, it was packed. And uh, I thought, like I said, everybody worked hard, man. I mean, with the exception of the leg slaps, but and and I'm telling you, I got to put him over. Isaiah was the star of the show, man. Every I don't know if Abyss or Luke or whoever, but Rod's kid and Isaiah were the on the front row right there with us, and there yeah. wasn't too many people on our side right there in the front row. Yeah, and I swear every heel got on him, every baby face interacted with him. It was it was fun, man. Yeah. And like I said, it was the first time that I had been in a, just, just, it's, it's, it's funny, man. I had a couple of thoughts about it. I was like looking up and, uh, seeing how larger than life we can be, you know, and I'm okay. That was me. You know, I was doing this and man, I looked a lot cooler from this aspect than what I see myself as. Right. That any sense. Yeah. Uh, but that was the first time I sat there and just watched everybody work. There was, like I said, uh, it was a good show. Everybody worked hard. Leg slaps were in uh, <laughs> in excess. Um, Full gear. Yeah. It was good. The crowd was with it. They were happy. Uh, so that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, man. And I mean, did you? I guess what did, was there anybody in the ring that surprised you that you were like, hell yeah, they can go. Uh, there was, there was a few of them. I mean, like I said, Ben, everything looks solid. There was a few things that if, if if I was looking at it and had the opportunity or, you know, had the stroke or whatever to say something to somebody, I swear it's all them leg slaps, man. Cause yeah. it, it good. You just don't, you don't have to do that because it's gotten to a point now where it's expected. I felt like mm-hmm. I felt, mm-hmm. because remember the first time I ever saw it was Bobby Eaton. Right. I talked about, you know, you know, this, he, yeah. that left hand slap he do from the outside. And you yeah. didn't see it coming. Right. Now right. where I was seeing him doing it, like every fucking move. Bam. Yeah. 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 My, kick, my punch, my this, my that. And I was like, ah, fuck man. And, and there were a few things that were, uh, a little light that I felt like, I don't know, maybe it's a house show, whatever you got to raw tomorrow. So yeah, I don't know. And it was overall it was a good show, man. It was That's cool. Uh, I can't take anything away from him. Had you ever worked Corbin before? I do not think so. I do okay. not think. So. Yeah. Did you bring your gear? <laughs> I did not. I did. Not. Now tell me this brother. Tell me this. What? Let's just, and you're 49, right? You're 49. And I'm not saying this is nothing actually technically about you. The normal average working brother about 10 years ago, let's just take it back to 2013. Would the normal average working 49-year-old brother, maybe just a step outside of the ring, just a step, would they have brought their gear? 
Uh, man, I don't know. I guess it depends on what you had uh, been through and where you've been and sure. what you did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. 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 I know a lot. Of, that was always the deal, right? It's like, don't forget your gear, brother. You know? like True. true very true. If you're uh, trying to get something. But at this sure. point, I wouldn't be right. trying to get anything but a agent job or. Right. Of course. <laughs> like that. So, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Put me on the headsets. I'll handle this one. Yeah. <laughs> a hell of a lot less leg slaps. Give me a producer job. I can do that, too. Yeah, you can. Well, you know, another job you could technically do if you had the will and money is you could buy the damn thing right now. Because oh. have you heard all about this? Yeah, it's it's uh, kind of a weird thing, man. I just wonder what's going to happen with that. None of us know. Yeah, no, none of us know. But here's the thing, just to give the listeners a little bit of a timeline here. Obviously, you've read Vince enacted his shares, came back as the chairman of the board. Stephanie resigns immediately, which is odd there. There's got to be something there. And then basically he said, I'm here to sell the place. That's all I'm doing. So it's like the landlord is kicking the tenants out to say, I'm selling the house. And again, we've talked about this a hundred times. This big fucking work. Right. Right. And it could be. And and if, even if, they sell it to somebody else. That doesn't mean they right. don't need the same people in control of, of running course. the press because you're not going to go, all right, let me buy this. And then I'll put, you yeah. know, my Saudi Arabian King in, in, you know, I don't know who's going to buy it. Where's Terry Taylor at? We need him. <laughs> He's I been just, everywhere. I don't see how I really think that it's such a big entity that right. if you sell it, I mean, what's the, what's going to be the difference if Disney buys it or if Saudi Arabia, whoever buys it, yeah. it's still going to be the same fucking product. I think, I mean, you're right. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I don't know about the Saudis because I've never known the Saudis to own a, a WNBA well, you can't team. Have a good divas division. I don't think in Saudi yeah. Arabia. But I don't know that they would wrestle in Saudi except for once or twice a year. But here, let me give you some of the uh, usual suspects that everybody's bringing up here, Wolfie D. So the first one, obviously, is their Peacock liaison, the NBC Comcast Universal. And they're saying also that maybe Disney may be interested. Um, they're also saying Amazon is possibly interested. Here's okay, some so of the, all the big companies are interested. I mean, all the big mergers. Surprise or no? No, that's not a surprise. Exactly. Here's, yeah. Here's some more surprises though. The Saudis, of course, they're not because you know they they are interested because or their name has been put in the hat because obviously they have the working relationship with the Crown Jewel uh, event right. and all that. Yeah. But here are two names that would maybe not be surprising, but I want to hear your opinion on which would it be better. So the two names that really stood out to me as I I don't know, I I don't know what to think. The Rock, obviously, long time working relationship with the WWE. The Rock recently bought XFL with his ex-wife and and a partnership. And then Tony Khan has put his name as a, as a potential buyer in the hat. Now, Tony could be working an angle with that, you know, but but Tony also has a billions of dollars that his father has. Not that they would not need some sort of, you know, financial partnership, but 
Tony Khan. I mean, could we see an AEWWE? I mean, I mean, I nothing is impossible. Right. And first of all, life, but uh, especially the wrestling business. So yeah. you never know what's going to happen, man. I mean, all these dudes are worth uh, a lot of money. I don't know how much it costs to, to buy WWE. You know, I'm not right. on the auction block for it. So right, right. I don't know what that would cost. I don't know. You know, people have said, oh, Tony but, Khan doesn't have enough money to buy WWE. I don't know. I don't know. Does he? I don't know. Yeah, but he could go to the bank. <laughs> I mean, he might could. I'm, I, yeah. mean, I think he might yeah. have a little collateral. Right. Um, bags are doing good. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know, man. I'm not that, hell, it'd be cool to be in that uh, echelon of, of people that have that kind of money that can, right. hey, uh, I want to do this or I want to do that, you know? Well, I'm, y- y- yeah, that would be nice. An old yeah. school uh, dude that became a working man and shit like that. And that kind of money, man, I don't know. I don't know That's, what they do. With that. Yeah, it's it's almost fictional, right? That, that, that yeah. even, yeah, yeah, that world. Yeah. It, you know, people are comparing it. Honestly, I think everybody that listens to us gets that type of shit, man. It's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I've, I've been in the wrestling business for fucking 33 years. And, right. You know, lot of people but man when right. you get to that level of it i don't know right i agree man i totally agree it's it's might as well be you might as well be saying trillions you may might as well say mars you might as well yeah. say milky way you get money from somewhere and who know who knows what they're tied into you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly and we've, we've all seen dark side of the ring i mean that shit's been going on for years so right. who knows what's going on and we also are alive in 2023 and we see what's going on with our uh government so yeah yeah who knows but so so just to put it out there though you brought your wallet last night but not to purchase the wwe correct <laughs> no okay. and i didn't even purchase my tickets so oh hey even better <laughs> now that's a worker y'all that is a worker everybody you know when you see wolfie d that is a worker right there anyway that is awesome and i'm so glad y'all got to do that i'm, I'm definitely i know how big a fan isaiah is and oh. i know he had his shit eating grin from one side of the face to the other so for yeah, sure he, he proposed to uh live that's awesome yeah. you know that's yeah. our boy that's enzo's ex old lady so yeah i mean i'd take her as a, a daughter-in-law i mean I'd take sure, her sure. Yeah. <laughs> of course you would <laughs> anyway well that is pretty much current affairs for the day i told you it wouldn't be difficult but you always gotta complain i get it but anyway <laughs> well why don't you take us out brother Take us out with what? What do you want me to take us out with? The good word. Doing? The good what? word. <laughs> a good word? Yeah, tell, tell the fans a good word. All right, folks. My heat is back on. I love you guys for listening. And uh, it, it's because Jamie came over and, and lit my heat for me. So <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know that. Yeah. I love Jamie. I love you too, man. I love all the listeners. All right, buddy. We'll be back next week. Pro Wrestling Tees. (laughs) (laughs) And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. 
the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Chic Jared are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this team does it all. And all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, They can find me on Facebook. Uh, My personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cap for you, don't. He got a cap for you, don't. I got a cap for you, don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth, still loving it, color, from Russia, mother, utilize a hubcap, unlike any other. Back in the day, I was N-O-D, and I was P to the G, plus the one and the three, in case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times, title suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Late loans for a while and you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Bad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one for me.
hater. I'm not here to play games, so you better beware. You know you like me, so what? I really don't care. All the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You said step to the side unless you want to get dropped. When my finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up, then I'm driving it home. It's Ruby D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.